morning, Mars. Good morning, Amy. It's 1.42 p.m. It's 1.42 p.m. Um, but this is the start of the day. That's how long it takes sometimes to start the day, and that's okay. That's okay, you know? Yeah. Sometimes you don't want to get out of bed until around or past noon. And you know what? That's okay. Well, like, I've been out of bed since, like, 10 a.m., but I have to, like, I have to, uh, like, eat breakfast, and then after eat breakfast, I have to watch some sort of show to start my day. Oh, sure. The, yeah, I get that. Yeah, it's like, it's like I have morning shows, I have afternoon shows, and I have night shows. Like, I can only watch some specific things at night. I can only watch some specific things at morning. Like, you just, you gotta, categ- you gotta categorize your vibes. Yeah, I get, I totally get that. Yeah. I, I, before I can, like, do anything in a day, I feel like I need to, like, just catch up on anything that's on my fucking YouTube feed, which is- Oh, really? That's a morning thing for you? That's a morning thing for me. Interesting. I don't know, I don't know, well, because it's already in bed and I'm not getting up. (laughs) YouTube is, like, a night thing for me. Like, right before I go to bed, I catch up on the YouTubes, but in the morning- I usually stay in bed for like 30 minutes to an hour just catching up on my Twitter feed. In the morning, I catch up on YouTube. And then at night, I put on a long episode of something I've already seen. Oh, my God. (laughs) That's so weird. And then I fall asleep to that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I've said before on a stream, but I, I usually always go to bed uh, listening to Critical Role because that's the only time of the day I arrange for Critical Role. How many I how many sleeps does it take you to get through one Critical Role episode? Because oh. I am because I imagine that like because how uh, how I, it would work for me is and I've done this before is I you know will start watching something. And then, uh, and then fall asleep to it, and then try and start it the next night where I remember leaving off. Oh, okay. Uh, so for me, I I'm very good at staying conscious when I'm falling asleep. Like I'm very good at like if I know I'm falling asleep, my conscious will be like, "Hey, wake up, plug your phone in, turn off YouTube, and then you can go to sleep." And I'm like, oh, "Okay." So I I always I never lose my place. Maybe once in my lifetime, I have let the video go on. Uh, but yeah, I'm 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 good in that. But usually, it takes like, it, it depends. Sometimes it takes months to watch one episode, because <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah. And then other times it it'll take just one night. Sometimes it's so <laughs> intense I will stay up like all all four hours in the night to listen I, to it. I never remember to plug my phone in when I go to bed. <laughs> Oh damn! I just, I just like, I'm on my phone. I'm like, all right, it's time to go to bed, and I put it on, I put it on my bed next to me. Oh my god! Rip to your phone and fall asleep. Rip to your phone. My phone goes to bed with me. That's like me tucking my phone in. It's like, that's like even what I do when I go to bed and I plug my phone in. I always put my phone under my pillow so it won't fall off the bed with me. My my phone is currently at sixteen percent. Oh my god, mine is at seventy. It was at a hundred thirty minutes ago, and then I played solitaire for thirty minutes while my computer was turning on. <laughs> uh, 
this is a podcast. This is a podcast. We're four minutes in. How about you explain it this time? I'm always explaining it. This is our podcast. It's called Enchanting Aspects. And this is a podcast where every week, every single week on Mondays, officially. Oh my God, it's so pressuring the way you say it. Yeah, well, <laughs> welcome to a weekly commitment. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, this is a this is a podcast. You where did we... not explain what we do. I'm explaining it now. Okay, I thought you were like I'm, done explaining it the way you I was. Were I'm moving. It. I am moving into the real real explanation okay, now. Okay, I'll stop talking. Podcast... <laughs> this is a podcast where um. Where we uh, investigate and uh, and present just a little, just little small, tiny little details in the things we in the things that we love: video games, movies, TV shows, books, comics, whatever. Um, and yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah that's that's yeah. what it is. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 It's your turn. Yeah. It's my turn this week to go first. To do uh, it. To do it this time. First. Uh, first this week. So my... Uh, I want to talk about a specific tiny, tiny little aspect. Oh. What? I, I didn't even mean to say aspect. It feels like that's like now just a call to the title. Well, it's a good thing. <laughs> it is. Anyway, uh, I want to talk about a tiny little bit in uh, the Metroid Prime series. Oh, fuck. I've never played that before. I really want to. Oh, my God. We should. I have the fucking trilogy on Wii U. We could. We, that could be a stream series. No. I want to play it. If oh, it's you want to play time, it? I want to play it. I've only played the first one. I have not played the other two. I want to. Okay. Uh, well, maybe. Well, maybe it, it, you you have. Do you have a Wii U? Yeah. Yeah. You we you, you can fucking. Yeah. 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 You, it could be. It could be a stream series that we do on your channel where yeah. you play it. Yeah. Um, me. Me. You. <laughs> Um, Metroid Prime. I fucking love Metroid. Although I have not played many of the games. I've played, like, the old one. I've played, uh, I've, the, I think, genuinely, the only Metroid game that I have ever beaten is Metroid Prime 1. But I've, but I've played several others. Yeah, I played the second one, and I never beat it because I got stuck in one part, and then I tried to follow a tutorial, and it was said stuff, and I was like, I can't do that. Yeah, I'm I played finished. Metroid 2 on the original Game Boy. Oh! Um, and it is uh, impossible. <laughs> yeah, it's really fucking confusing. It Everything is the same. Yeah. Everything looks the same. Yeah, and you'll just be walking... And then you no you go into a room and it's like, oh, I guess this is a boss room. Yeah, nothing really makes sense in the original. The remake, both of them, another Metroid 2 remake, the fan remake, and the one on 3DS, Samus Returns, 
they're both really good, and they both do a way better job with it. And I've played both of them, and once again, have not beaten either of them. That's valid. Um, this is... I don't beat a lot of video games. <laughs> oh, me either. I, I almost always never beat the end because I don't want it to end, and then I forget about it, and then it's been too long, so I don't want to go back to it. Or I yeah. feel like I have to restart the game from scratch, but then that'll take too much time. I've never beaten a Harvest Moon game, and it has killed me. The guilt has killed me. I've never <laughs> beaten a Harvest Moon game. I'm sorry. I've never even played a Harvest Moon game. You son of a bitch bastard. Uh, well, now that Stardew Valley exists, it feels a little no! extraneous. No! No! Stardew Valley is good, but it does not compare to the original Harvest Moon games. It doesn't. Okay. It doesn't. What's your thing, goddammit? Hey, okay. My thing is, um, well, okay. So when you're playing Metroid Prime, you are playing uh, as Bounty Hunter, Space Bounty Hunter, Samus Aran. Mm-hmm. Uh, just one of the coolest and best characters in all the video games. Mm-hmm. Um, anyone who doesn't like Samus is a fool, and anyone who likes Samus for the wrong reasons is an even bigger one. Damn straight. But, so, uh, yeah, it's a first-person game, and, uh, you, uh, Samus, for those unawares, Samus, uh, wears this, like, full-body suit, uh, that is this, like, mechanical Chozo suit, is what it's called, that allows her to, uh, I mean, she's really athletic on her own, it just sort of gives her weaponry and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, and the thing that I specifically want to talk about is... When a, like, bright flash of light happens in the game, for a brief moment, you will be able to see in the reflection of the visor that you're wearing in the game, you'll be able to see Samus's face. Oh my god, wow! I didn't know that. And that is what I want to talk about today. (laughs) Is that, okay, is that the only game? Is Metroid Prime the only game that does that? Like, that actually shows Samus? Uh, no, no, no. So you, Samus has shown up in, like, her, like, out-of-armor look has shown up in almost every Metroid game. Uh, in, in, like, in the old games, and this is less true now, but is still sort of true, uh, is like the reward, the reward for getting a hundred percent of the things in the game, getting all of the items and all of the upgrades and do, and just getting everything a hundred percent was after you beat the game, there would be a bonus scene where Samus would take all of her armor off. Oh, my perception was that it, you discovered she was actually a, a girl. Through uh, the fucking, there was like some magazine, and she was in it. I thought that's how people figured it out. That's how I figured it out. I never beat the game good enough to see that part. I mean, there was like, yeah, there was like a a Metroid comic, um, that uh that like detailed her backstory and stuff. And as far as I'm aware, it is considered canon. 
even though it's like not referenced in the games as much, but it's basically just like you know talking about how Ridley, the giant space dragon, uh, killed her parents and her whole colony, and she got adopted by birds. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, when the first game came out on the S uh, on the NES. All the way back in 1980, whatever. Um, uh, the general assumption, and this was for obviously no good reason, because, like, at that time and also now, uh, in a lot of ways, it is just like the default assumption that the protagonist in a video game is a dude. Yep. Um, so people saw this person in armor and they were they were dumbass kids and were like well obviously yeah uh and i think even in like the manual the like the manual used he him pronouns for samus oh jeez i i don't know if that was like a mistake on behalf of the localization team or if it was like them trying to hide it as if it was a surprise Mm, it could be either honestly it could be it could be fucking either um and i think like in the more recent games they're like yeah okay we all know samus is a girl yeah we're not and i think we're thankfully pretty much done with the like right with like the reward for 100 percent completing the game being like stripping yeah um it's it was it's weird yeah it's weird it's weird that that's what that was yeah it's like check it out gamers this whole time you've been a sexy girl yeah I i am going to send you a link really quick to an image of uh and this is this has gone so far away from what i wanted to talk about today and I will circle back around, but I do want to show you this image of, uh, I I think this is like all of the 2D games where this has happened. Oh shit! Okay, yeah, I I was just imagining like the suit she wears in Super Smash Brothers, but oh my god, yikes! Yeah, so in the original SNES game, she gets reduced to she gets slightly more clothing every time. Yeah. But only slightly. Oh my god. Oh. Yeah, can I just say like imagine being a 12-year-old boy in the 80s and just playing hours and hours just to jack off to a pixel for a couple of seconds. <laughs> the dedication. The dedication. Uh I have to beat this I have to beat this game in under five hours. <laughs> just so I can just so I can get off. I need to this see sucks. Those, those three pixels. Although every single time that uh Samus redesign, like fan redesign comes across my dash or my t- feed or whatever, mm-hmm. and it's a drawing of Samus but just even more beefed up. I'm like, this is what we deserve. Yeah, hell yeah. I Samus should be fucking beefy. Let Samus be beefy 2K20. Broad shoulders, thick muscles, could break your spine. Yeah. That's, that's, 
But also, she can break your spine, but will she? Yes, she will. <laughs> um, uh, but, okay. All right. So we have spent a lot of time <laughs> talking about Sam Sisbikini. Mm-hmm. But what I want, but what I'm here to talk about is Samus's face. Yeah. That shows up in the visor <laughs> when a bright flash of light happens. Do you got a fucking picture of this? I do have a picture of this. Yeah, let me see, let me see this picture. I'll describe it. Yes, describe this is, it. This is a listening thing. Oh, it's not what I imagined at all. Okay. Um, so it is. Two blue eyes and some eyebrows. Mm-hmm. And a nose. And a nose. And there you have it. And there you have it. Um <laughs> What were you expecting, I okay, guess? I did, I I thought I, I guess it would be more of a, a drawing. I thought it was gonna be 2D. No, no, because like the Metro Pride games are, are a three D experience. Yeah, I forgot. I've never um, played it. <laughs> So yeah, so basically the reason why I wanted to talk about this is because the Metroid games are incredibly lonely by design. Yeah. You, Samus, as a person, she gets thrown onto these ravaged and dangerous planets and often with nothing well i say nothing she does have a big suit but like you know no, no upgrades she doesn't have a lunchbox she didn't get right. to bring her her selfie stick yeah and like actually and like to be fair like usually she does have straight up the option to leave she usually has her uh she has her ship with her that if she wanted to she could just dip, but she doesn't. And I think that's like, see, when I play Metroid Prime and I see Samus's face looking back at me in the reflection, it's this great reminder of like, I'm not just blasting my way through this planet. This isn't just you know, mindless experience. I am playing as Samus and that characterization matters, even if the story component of these games is often so minimal. Yeah. Damn. That was deep. I, and this is exemplified in, uh, Metroid Prime 3 Corruption, which I haven't played, but the internet, uh, lets me know that one of the things in that game is as you go through it, Samus gets progressively more infected with Phazon, which is like, it's a scary, like, mineral slash disease thing. Mm-hmm. And as you go through the game, Samus gets more and more corrupted by it, hence the title of the game. And the reflection that shows up when that bright flash of light happens from an explosion or something of that nature. As you go through the game, the reflection shows that corruption. Oh, shit. 
And there's an image of this. Yeah, show me this image. Oh my god! Uh, that shit is so fucking cool! Okay, so the image I'm seeing, the first one just looks like a normal Samus, and then, like, progressively, like, her... The the white of her eyes gets blacker, and her, like, there are black veins forming all over her face, and then her skin gets paler and bluer, and, like, it's fucking cool! And it's extremely rad. Damn, that is an amazing attention to detail. Okay, so this... Damn, okay. So you've, like, you've totally changed my mindset on this, because at first I thought, like, this is just a cool little, like easter egg i guess or a little aspect of the game that like wow you can see your face that's so cool but like bring it in like thinking about the story part like yeah you're you're totally alone on this planet or she's totally alone and then yeah. having it be in first person thinking that like you know like i'm in control this is my story i can do whatever the fuck i want and then you see that reflection of her and like this no this is her story yeah and she chooses to stay here she chooses to keep diving into this dangerous hellscape she continues to push through this corruption even though she probably could just leave yeah there are and i think in metroid prime 3 there are even other hunters who are around trying to do the same thing you're doing like she could remove all responsibility from herself and she doesn't she passionate she passionate. Well, I mean, that goes all the way back to what she saw when she was a kid. Yeah, that mortar. Yeah. And what I really love about the Metroid series and it is there is so much characterization for Samus that goes into the games, but it's so subtle that it just... That when you're playing, you just feel it. When my reaction to seeing that first image, I was like, oh, because like her expression looks so blank. Mm -hmm. But like knowing her backstory and shit, like, no wonder. I'm I'm extremely excited for Metroid Prime 4. Because I am excited to see how they push that. Yeah. With what they, with the technology now. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited for that too, and I haven't even played the games. I gotta play these games. I gotta you gotta see, play I, these games. I gotta see a flash of light of of Samus's face. You gotta see a flash of light of Samus's face, so that you can re be reminded how truly isolated you are, but yet your drive to continue forward. Yeah, is her drive for revenge or for justice? I I I think because it's not because like her story is that she used to work for. Like, the Galactic Federation, which is basically in charge of maintaining peace in the galaxy. But they're super bad at it. And so she went independent. She's a freelancer. She's a freelancer. And I think her drive is simply knowing that if she doesn't do this, then the incompetence of... The governmental structure is just gonna let it happen. And then the same thing that happened to her parents will happen again. Yeah. Damn. Basically what I'm saying is that Samus is deeply anti-establishment. Oh, hell yeah. 
And she also doesn't seem to have any friends, which is a bummer. <laughs> she needs- I- Samus, I would be your friend. Samus, if you're out there, we're here. Come to We're here for you. Come to Earth for just a little bit. Hey, we'll hang out, you know? Yeah. We'll play some Mario Kart. Yeah. Samus isn't in Mario Kart. I feel like it would be weird to play Smash Brothers or something with her, because then there'd be, like, this obligation- yeah. For her to play as herself. Yeah. And also Ridley's in it now, which is like a weird personal. <laughs> yeah. Thing. Yeah. Kind of like, awkward. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, hey, Amy. Yo. What? What's your thing? What's your thing this week? Okay. So we fucking switched places this week because for the first time you went hella deep and I'm going to go cute. <laughs> um. So, mine I'm I'm sticking with the cute aesthetic of Animal Crossing, but I'm mm-hmm. all, but also I did an alien thing. Okay. Um so my So did uh, so the al- the ending of the Animal Crossing OVA? <laughs> um no. Although that is very cute and the music for that is bomb as fuck. But anyways, incredibly good. Um so my thing is the treasures in Pikmin. Specifically, oh, the names of the yes. treasures in Pikmin. Hell yes. Hell yes. Hell yes. Okay, I'm so- I'm so glad. If, if y'all don't know what I'm talking about, or if you never played Pikmin, Pikmin is a game where you are an alien. Um, an alien. A tiny alien. Super tiny alien. And in the first game, you just crash on Earth. Um, but I'm going to specifically talk about the second game, because that's what I played in my childhood. Um so in the second game, you have to come back. So you f- you were fucking around with Louie. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was fucking around with Louie. You you want to know why I got Pikmin two as a kid? Is because there was some magazine laying around, and my mom like threw it at me during Christmas time. She's like, "Circle something for Christmas," and I was like, "Ooh, that looks cool!" So I circled it and I got it and I loved it. Anyways, uh. Pikmin two. Um, your planet went broke. Or not your the, your boss on your planet went broke and he has to sell everything. So he wants you to go back to Earth to collect treasures to uh, sell on your planet. And so that's the whole concept of the game is um, you you are going back to Earth to uh, carry these things. But you're tiny. And so you know what you find on the planet Earth? You find Pikmin, which are these super cute, adorable, tiny little guys with leaves and flowers poking out of their heads. Um, and they will follow you and do everything for you and carry you sh- and carry shit. So in the game, um, you will find specific earthly items buried in the ground, and your Pikmin will dig them up. And once you dig them up, um, you'll- they'll get scanned and they get named. And the yeah. names that they come up with for items of Earth are amazing because you know they're aliens; they don't know what they're actually called. Um, yeah. So. The first, I'm pretty sure the first item you collect in the second game is a cherry. Um, and a cherry is called Cupid's Grenade. Yeah. Which is so good. I'm just That's gonna, exceptional. Yeah, I'm, I'm just gonna uh, start listing off, oh yeah. List what? out some names. Yeah, I'm just gonna start listing off some names of things. A chestnut is called Seed of Greed. 
Um, okay. okay, now hold on. No, sorry, you can't just list names because we got to dive into yeah, these yeah, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, 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 you're right, you're right. <laughs> Can we... Why is it called the seed of greed? I, I love it. I don't know. Okay, well, actually, they what do... What is particularly greedy about it? They, okay, so in Olimar's journal, it says that the sales pitch for this item is, this item's docile efficiency evokes images of wealth and greed. Behold, life's essence. So, <laughs> I guess that's... That doesn't, a- that doesn't answer anything so at all. I guess they mean, like, ooh, this looks valuable. <laughs> Um, the, one of the one of the I don't I've, I I also have this game. Uh, I don't know if it. I think it's one of the games that my GameCube s- refuses to read. Aw, which is a bummer. Yeah. Uh, it, same with Mario Kart Double Dash. Aw. But I one thing that I do remember about this game is that one of the first item, one of the first treasures that you get. Is a Duracell battery. Oh, right. You're right. Uh, let me scroll down to see what that battery is called. A Duracell battery is called Durable Energy Cell. Oh, okay. Well, that's pretty boring. Well, actually, okay. No, I'm wrong. So that is the first battery you can pick up, which is a D Duracell battery, is called a Courage Reactor. Okay, that's way better. <laughs> All right, so I got a this, lot. This is my fucking. I, oh my! Whenever I am plugging in batteries into my fucking TV remote, yeah, I am going to say, "Time to plug in the courage reactor." I'm gonna use the courage reactor. Can I say, as a kid, I called the remote the changey changer? Oh my god! Yeah, Amy. Yeah, you're my favorite person on this earth. <laughs> Change you change your baby. I called Borgers Boogers too. Um, oh, perfect. Anyways, anyways, we got a lot of good ones. So got, I'm just gonna gotta go. Gotta I'm go. gonna fucking we're gonna speed through them. An apple insect condo. Perfect. Artichoke spicy alien treat. Okay, this one's really good. Potato child of the earth. Oh, that's really good. Tomato love nugget. What love nugget? <laughs> Um, green pepper, infernal vegetable. Now here's here's the one thing because there are there are tre- presumably treasures that you pick up that aren't vegetables. Oh yeah, but I'm just I'm but, just stopping off the start of the list. I'm starting off the top of the list, and they are all fruits and vegetables. So I will get to the rest, but they're just too good to skip. Um, for example, fucking onion is called onion replica. <laughs> So it's, you know, oh, it's a fake onion. my God. It's incredibly good. It's, yeah. Now, here's the thing that I will say about it, though, mm-hmm. is these vegetables go rot. They don't they know that. Back. When they get back to Hoko, Hokotate is what it's called, I think, the Something planet. Like that. Hokotate. Uh those vegetables go rot. They might have a fridge. You don't know. They might have a fridge in there. I don't. They don't even know they need to be refrigerated. You don't know. They probably. They probably have some some food on their planet. They have food, but if they don't know what a tomato is, they're not going to know to put it in a big fridge. A bamboo. A bamboo shoot. A bamboo shoot is called an anxious sprout. That's pretty good. Okay. You, you, we need I, to get out of vegetable town. Yeah, we're we're out of vegetable town. We are in meat, um, slice of ham, meat of champions, fried egg, hideous victual, 
Hot dog Hit. meat satchel. That oh that one sucks. <laughs> um in in that what kangaroos have? Oh no. We're no. Not even going to go there. I'm not letting you continue that that sentence. <laughs> you finish the sentence, but I'm not going to let you do a second uh, sentence. Oh, my God. Jack-o'-lantern is called Possessed Squash. Oh, that's very good. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. There's so many good ones. A feather is just called a Leviathan feather because <laughs> it's big. Okay. Because it's big. Yeah. Oh, wait. Is the Leviathan theory? Is the Leviathan feather the fucking thing that terrified my? Uh, okay, Almer's journal. This appears to be a huge bird feather, but I've never seen the creature it once belonged to. I wonder if I ever will. I've only seen a few airborne creatures on this planet. I wonder why. Maybe it's just because I haven't hmm. encountered them yet. Oh no! What if they saw me take this feather? They could be watching me, waiting for the perfect moment to take their sweet revenge. So, <laughs> okay, so maybe, so maybe there might be, um, yeah, the lore of the lore of this game are cute, but may- I don't want, I don't want may- to, yeah, maybe the, maybe they're, the birds have taken over the world and they have just taken over the skies and all the buildings. And that's why they're not like in the garden because like, fuck the garden. Uh, the fucking bird snake though. Do you remember the oh, bird, bird snake? I do. I never got to the bird snake. Um, no, that's in the beginning of the game. Um, let me show you a picture of the thing that terrified me for months, and I was scared to play the game. Okay. And that's just the first one. It's called a burrowing snagret. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's in Smash Brothers. That's an assist trophy in Smash Brothers. Yeah. Um. This. If you don't know what it is, uh, listeners, it's a fucking snake with a bird head. And it tries to kill you in the beginning of the game, and it makes you it co- afraid it, to go to sleep at night. It comes out of the ground and pecks at you. Yeah, it comes. Yeah, that's the thing, is that you'll just be walking, playing your game at eight years old, just with your your Pikmin friends, and you're like, this is such a fun game. And then this thing fucking comes out of the ground in front of you and kills your Pikmin and eats them alive. And you're scared. Anyways. It's cool design, to, though. Um, yes. Nintendo games are good at, um, being surprisingly scary if you're eight years old. Oh my god. Well, okay, only the early ones. Like, Pikmin 3, not fucking scary at all. I feel, though, if, like, eight-year-olds playing Breath of the Wild... Or got yeah, fucking terrified. Yeah, Breath of the Wild is scary. I'll give you that. Yeah. Uh, Skyrim Sword, and though, not scary. No, that's Sky- a lie. That is a lie. That's a lie. That is a that's lie. That's a lie. Because of that's the fucking, lie. the trials. Oh, my God. What a lie. The yeah. trials, yeah. so scary. I take it back. <laughs> um, A cream cup, cup cream opened, called a milk tub. <laughs> okay. Um, A paint tube is called decorative goo. <laughs> Um, Holy shit. A small double-ended pencil is called Implement of Toil. Implement of Toil. That's rad. Oh my god. A broken compass is called Director of Destiny. <gasps> Jesus that, Christ. That rules. It's so good. Oh, all of these are so good. We need to be adopting language like this into our regular lives. I know. Um, fucking uh, a... a a a box of matches is called Flame of Tomorrow. See that fucking rules. And hey, 
Hey, bud. Hey, bud. I'm I'm lighting up. Do you have a flame of tomorrow on you? <laughs> it's like yeah. And then there's some that like really they kind it is is so wrong, but it's good. Like a popsicle yeah. stick is called a family raft. <laughs> That's amazing. It is amazing. I love that so much. Um, a locket with a corgi dog picture in it is called a time capsule. I mean, yeah, that's in very a, in a cute. Sense. Isn't that so cute? It's extremely like, cute. They think someone just some they they think yeah. Um, um, okay, yeah. I'm finding I'm finding some good ones. Yeah. Now a okay. Guess 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 what a baby head is called? A baby doll head. A, a baby doll. How was I supposed to guess that there was a baby doll head in the game? Uh, okay. Uh, a baby doll head. Okay, yeah. This is this is a good game. Um, you're never gonna get it. You're never gonna get it. Just give up already. Just give up. Uh, how about just like monument to the fallen? That's good. That is really good. Um, it's actually called Silencer, which is very terrifying. It, it's called Silencer? It's called Silencer. Yeah, let's open up this diary and read it. Why is it? <sighs> oh, my oh, no. God. Okay, okay. Um, this is from Olimar's journal. This ship is noisy, but nothing compares to the boss's inane chatter. Blah, blah, blah. It never ends. He could learn a lot from this noiseless, disembodied head. Louis's quiet nature was hard to adjust to, but now I've grown to appreciate the peace and quiet. That's, uh, yeah. Anyways, the, I haven't even said the point of why I love this stuff, other than the obvious fact that it's really good. But the point of why I love this stuff is that this game, um, unless you look at the treasures and read their diaries and read the experts that are, like, not in the main game, like, you have to actually click the start menu, click on this stuff, you will not know what the hell the characters are thinking or what they're like or anything like that because they don't yeah. speak. They they don't, you, you get, yeah, it's like, you can play the entire story and not know anything about the characters and you can still have a fun time, but, like, it, it's just, like, that extra thing. It's, like, you can click on all of these items and learn a little bit more about all the characters and the lore of what the hell is going yeah. on in Earth now. And, like, it's so cool and good. I just love little extra stuff like this. Yeah, it just, like, it gives, like, insight into these characters' personalities of, like, what what would they name this thing? Like, yeah. it, it sort of, it, it just, like... It also gets me thinking about like why did we name this stuff the way we named it? Yeah, what the what? Why did we call it a baby? Why did we call it a baby? Um. Also, I do need to say a little bit of trivia about the baby head. Um. Okay. They, they say the value of this treasure was changed from six 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 pokos to six seventy for releases outside Japan, presumably for its connotations with the beast from the biblical book of Revelation. So they didn't want a baby head. Um, they so I'm sorry. They were okay. So so they originally it was okay, but there's no way that that what that that wasn't the point, right? Yeah, that was definitely the point. And and please look at this baby. I need I. The more we talk, ah. <laughs> hey, if you want a good time, look up Silencer Baby from Pikmin look up 2. Look P- Pikmin 2 Silencer. Like, wow. 
Ah. Yeah. That is way more detailed than I was expecting. Yeah. It's 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 fucking crazy. And this is why no one is calling for a Pikmin 2 HD remaster. Oh, I am. Oh, no, I would totally. Absolutely. Honest, no, actually they do need to bring all the Pikmin games to the Switch, but I don't want to see this head anymore. I do. Please give me this head. I'm surprised I don't remember that from my childhood. Um, so I'm because I'm just imagining because you find all these objects just in the world. I'm just imagining this baby head being half buried in the earth, just staring at you. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. It's really good. Do you want to know what a rubber duck is called? Yeah, rubber ugly. <laughs> rubber ugly. Rubber ugly. Um, Olimar says, the first time I laid eyes on this hideous creature, I thought it was a giant aquatic monster. It took me several terror-filled seconds to realize that it's just an ugly statue. What a relief. I was ready to run all the way back to Hokutate. 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 Um, the sales pitch for this item, ugliness that can destroy all beauty, drives deep despair into the heart of the beholder. This hideous item is a must-have for connoisseurs of all things wretched and repellent. <laughs> it's just a rubber ducky! I Because lo- we never really get to know what life on Hokutate is like. Yeah. There are people right now who are listening to us try and pronounce the name of the planet, and they're like... Hokutate. Inter- I think it's Hokutate. Is it Hokutate? Yeah. Well, anyway, we never really get to see what life is like. So is everything just... Actually, here's my first question. Mm-hmm. Is the is the planet really small? Their planet? Oh, yeah, it has to be really small if they're really small. Because if it's really big, then that just must mean there's a lot of them. Well, you it depend. I think it depends on the oxygen levels there. True, which is something that the Pikmin games do care about. Really? Yeah. Uh, the reason why they wear helmets is because they can't breathe the toxic, the toxic oxygen. Oh. Uh, in uh, in earth's atmosphere i don't remember shit about this game damn i do want to it, replay it though that should be another and, stream thing we do pikmin that should be another stream thing we do because i've never played any of them oh really yeah i mean i've played a little bit of two but i just like i don't know mario sunshine existed so i really wanted to play that <laughs> as a kid yeah you can only play one game as a kid. i can only play one game and it was mario sunshine and it was paper mario the thousand year door and it was Fire Emblem Path of Radiance. That's three games. Wow. That's but I, two but, more than the allotted game for children. Well, I'm going to jail. Yeah, they're on their way. Um, a dumbbell is called a doomsday apparatus. A doomsday. Because it's heavy, and if it falls on them, they'll die. <laughs> What's the sales pitch on that one? Uh, yeah. How, yeah. Do you, how do you sell a doomsday device? An, ap- an apocalyptic weapon made of super heavy, gravity-compressed materials of unknown origin. The fact that its great weight makes it uncontrollable is, at times, a mild detriment. So it's it's literally being advertised of, hey, if you want to kill a lot of people, this is a great option. Yeah, and it's a one kilogram dumbbell. Oh my god. <laughs> um, and you need a hundred purple Pikmin to pick up the item. Holy shit. And it takes at least a quarter of a day to carry it back. Holy shit. Wow. Damn. Uh, Damn. They small. 
They fucking small. Um, a six-sided die is called a chance totem. Oh, perfect. Yeah. We can, we can just keep doing this forever. <laughs> we could, and I want to, and we're doing it. Okay, well... How long is this, that? This is this is just gonna be uh, this is this episode's just gonna fade out. <laughs> okay, we're just gonna do three more. I'm just gonna look for three really more good ones. All right, three really good ones. Yeah, only the only the most choice picks. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay. I yeah, can't. I can't believe I. I can't believe I'm forced to look at Silencer. Silencer is still just staring at me right now. Who's? Oh, I forgot Silencer was um, the baby's name. And I was like, why are you talking about a miraculous ladybug episode? (laughs) Another thing I've never seen. Okay, so all of the ones I picked are not even funny. They're just really fucking deep. Okay. The first one is the star of a Christmas tree. Mm -hmm. It is called... Drum roll, please. Okay. It is called Innocence Lost. Oh my god. Um, Almer's journal, he says, This stirring object reminds me of a dream I once had. When I was a child, the twinkling stars held so much promise and mystery. Oh my god, he's talking about how being an ex- a space explorer is not all it's cracked up to be. Yeah. Well, he has near-death experiences every day. And right now he's being torn away from his family. Well, this is Pikmin to go two. pick up junk. Oh yeah, well, that's Pikmin true. You're two, right. yeah. Pikmin two, Pikmin two happens right after, like right as soon yeah, as he gets home as they get from back. the events. You're right. Yeah. Um, his sales pitch is: think back and remember the starry skies of your youth, innocence. Every being once possessed it, but lost it over time. This star is the shape of that precious memory. All major credit cards accepted. <laughs> That's so Holy good. Holy shit. The Nintendo writers are were on some shit. <laughs> okay, before I get to the other one, fucking you can apparently carry Louie, and then when you put him in the treasure thing, he's called King of Bugs. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> it's incredible. That's it's my f- it's, Oh my god. It did. Okay, I found it. I found it. I found it. Okay, the next one, it's an eraser. What's it called? Dream material. D- dream material? Yeah. Um, Olimar's journal. This is yet another object I've recently discovered that is beyond my wildest dreams. It doesn't conduct electricity, but it can erase marks left by pencils with remarkable ease. Sadly, the more you use it, the more it rubs away into oblivion. Hmm. In a way, it reminds me of my job. <laughs> um... Oh. Sales pitch. This non-conductive substance has many uses. I have discovered it can even erase pencil marks. It is a dream material. But the more it is used, the more it crumbles. The same is true of dreams. So uh, are the people of of Hokutate just writing stuff down and they never can make any mistakes? (laughs) Yeah. Apparently... So this one is, it's, okay, it's, I'm going to give you the name first. Okay. It is called Remembered Old Buddy. Remembered Old Buddy. I'm, okay, am I allowed to guess? Sure. Okay. I am going to guess it's a teddy bear. It's not. Damn. It is the head of Rob. Oh my god! Yeah, it's the head of Rob. Rob! Yeah. Rob, what happened to you? 
um it is it's one of the only few treasures that um you if you don't have enough pikmin to carry um because it usually requires 30 it will change its weight to match the player's army so you can carry it no matter what oh um so Olimar's journal robs it robs the team player <laughs> so Olimar's journal I can't believe I had the fortune to find this thing buried underground. It looks like a component of a huge mechanical doll. It looks just like a part from a robot in a cartoon I used to watch as a kid. How nostalgic. This futuristic machine makes me feel like I've traveled back in time. Sales pitch. This relic rose directly from the sands of time. Its shape invokes waves of sweet nostalgia. Middle-aged men throughout the universe harken back to their youth and grin. They pass on their tales to the next generation, filling them with adventure and romance. Um. So yeah, it's Rob. It's. I like how Nintendo, even on the things that weren't very successful, they still hearken back to them fondly. <laughs> so, I don't even know the origin story of Rob. Oh, Rob was a... Um, uh, Rob was a accessory for the NES. Do you really want to get into the history of Rob right now? Because I got it. <laughs> yeah, got, give me. Okay. So back in the 80s, uh, after the great video game crash uh, that happened in like the 70s or whatever, where, um, every, like, where the games market for like Atari and ColecoVision and all that shit was completely flooded with terrible games. And the American consumer market was just like, fuck it. We don't want these anymore. <laughs> uh, which was led, which is what led to like all of those cartridges of ET getting buried in the desert. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, and Nintendo was like, well, we want to get back into video. We want to try it again. Um, uh, but there, they, if we put our shit in the electronic section, no, uh, no one will want to buy it. So we're going to bundle the NES with this little robot toy, uh, and we'll put it in the toys section. So that it will be marketed as a toy and therefore people will buy it. Oh my god, I never knew that. There were a couple of different games that were very specific to Rob that Rob acted as sort of a second player for. But you could totally cheat and just press the buttons on Rob's body. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, it was you know, it's a cool idea, but it was basically just like a marketing ploy. Yeah. Um, but this, but this is the reason why games for so long are considered to be like b for boys is because when, uh, Nintendo was putting the NES in the toys section, they had, they like, I don't, they didn't have to make a decision, but they made the decision to put it in the boys department because, uh, back then and also still to an extent now, toys sections are segregated into boys and girls sections, which is ridiculous, yeah. obviously. Um, 
And so they put the NES in the boys section because they just made a choice. And that's literally the the reason why video games were considered to be a boys club. Wow. Which harkens which harkens back to the misconceptions about Samus. Yeah. Full circle. It all ties together. Thanks, Rob. Thanks, Rob. Thanks. Thanks a lot, Rob. Um, okay. So last game. I'm gonna cut out a lot of this because we, we talked a lot, but last game. I'm giving you a link to all the treasures. Tag yourself. Which one are you? <laughs> okay. Also, do this. Once I release this episode, I'm gonna, I'm gonna include yeah. a link here so y'all can um, tag yourself on on add a chanting pod on Twitter. Tag me. Tag it. Add it. Tag yeah, and tell me which one you are on this list. Tag yourself. Can I can I nominate one for you? Yeah, go for it. Yell battery. Yell battery. Because hmm. you're so full of energy on uh, some. Well, uh, at least in these recordings. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say I don't have enough energy to yell all the time. Yeah. I, I I really run out of energy. That's true. It's true. But at the very least, you're, okay. When you're in the recordings, you are yell battery. At all other times, actually, no. Okay. Tag yourself, I'm Thirst Activator. <laughs> Accurate. I, you know, oh, you know what I am? Mm-hmm. I'm the paradoxical en- enigma. Oh, okay. What's that? What is that? It's a head of a rubber duck. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Tag yourself, I'm the paradoxical enigma. Tag yourself, I'm the Thirst uh, Activator. Tag yourself, I'm the Thirst Activator. Thank you for listening to our podcast about aliens today. Thank you for listening to our podcast about aliens today. Fucking rate us on iTunes, all that bullshit. Um, Love yourself, believe in yourself. Bye. Bye. End of episode. Thank you for listening to the podcast. And I'm going to sing one note this time to shake things. Sam has killed me.